For all you lovers of the Beehive State, welcome to the Utah Fan Club Podcast, where we're spreading the buzz about why Utah is the bee's knees. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Wazi Tech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H.com. I'm back. Hi, guys. It's Natalie with the Utah Fan Club. I think Steph D. Me, the loudmouth of the Utah Fan Club. Is Woo-hoo! that right? Yeah. So I'm here with Steph today. And I'm the ambassador. And Nat, who are we talking with today? So we've also got Kylie Christensen here with us today. Hello, hello. So Kylie Christensen and I are both with an organization that we care deeply about. I mean, this we are not with a business today. It's something a little different than the norm here on Steph's uh, Utah Fan Club podcast. We're with a cause that, like I said, we are both very passionate about. It started as a job, and it has grown to be something very deeply in our hearts. And you're waiting to hear what that is. Drum roll, zero fatalities. <laughs> Woo! And Dear Fatalities is a nonprofit. We are nonprofit. We are a UDOT and DPS program. So it's not for profit or anything like that. Honestly. It's just we want to reach the goal of zero fatalities out on our roads. And I'm sure if you are listening to this podcast, being the Utah Fan Club, you are very much aware of zero fatalities because you've seen our lovely signs on the freeway. That's where everybody knows of us. Oh, you work for zero fatalities? I've seen your signs. You know, da, 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 da. That's one of the things we do. Kylie, what else do you want to say about zero? Really just talk traffic safety. It's so fun when people ask you, what do you do for a living? And you tell them, I work in traffic safety. And they kind of give you this Yeah, to look. them it sounds boring. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and then when you start, you know, talking about it and you tell them really what we do, they're really excited about it. And they really want to know more and, and figure out what we do. So a little bit about zero fatalities. We started, was about 10 years ago here in Utah, right? Mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Wasn't, was this year the 10-year 11th anniversary? Something like that. Anyways, 10 years ago here in Utah, um, Zero Fatalities is in two other states, Nevada and Iowa, but not near as big as it here as it is here in Utah. This is where it started. Why did it start, Kylie? Let's talk, let's talk about that. Zero Fatalities is a Utah Department of Transportation and Utah Public Safety Program. And they just came and said, why do we have all of these people dying on Utah roads? We have to do something about it. And that's kind of where we really stepped in. Because if you look at the stats on it, so nationwide, and we talk about this in our what we call our parent night presentation that we go around and give to high schools across the state and businesses. But if you look at just a couple of the stats, typically we have around 37,000 fatalities every year on our roads nationwide. And that's fatalities. I mean, that's more than 100 people every day. We can make a lot of analogies, but that's a lot of people. Here in Utah last year, we lost, in 2017, we had 273 fatalities. Now, that may not sound like that big, but that's 273 lives lost on things that we can easily prevent. Right. And the my favorite part about talking about traffic safety is, you know, we tell people, oh, zero fatalities, that's our goal and that's our mission. And, you know, again, they kind of give us they a look. They think it's so cheesy. They're they like, do. that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. But then if, you know, we strike up a conversation, we start talking about it, and then we ask them, well, what's the only acceptable goal for you and your family? And you can just completely see their their demeanor change and they are just totally taken back because nobody wants to see a traffic fatality within their own family, within someone that they love or even themselves. And so that number really is possible and it's also realistic. And the reason it's realistic is because 94% of all the crashes that we see on the road are due to human error. So something that we are physically doing behind the wheel. So it's not the potholes here in Utah that everybody's right. blaming. It's, it's not, not even the, the snow. It's not, yeah, it's not anything like that. Yep, it's not the weather. 
it's, you know, something that we're doing behind the wheel. It's something that we can absolutely 100% change. So we have five behaviors that we typically focus on and under zero fatalities. I mean, we have other programs. We have click it club. We have truck smart, which we'll mention a little bit. We have all sorts of programs, but the, in our parent night and with zero specifically, the five behaviors we focus on are distracted driving, drowsy driving, aggressive driving, impaired driving, and not buckling up. Yep. Those are the top five most common behaviors that we see on the road. But again, those could definitely change state to state. So the reason that I wanted to do this podcast is because I went to one of these parent nights. It was actually parent morning. Can I interject that for a second? So a while ago, I told Steph this. Steph and I, as you know, are really good friends. And I said, Steph, you should come to one of my presentations. And I think that initially she was like thinking that I wanted her to come because... No, I totally thought that you were wanting to show me what a great presenter you are. Yeah, like, oh, Steph, you know, I like Steph was totally... Yeah, see, that's what I told her. She was totally thinking, oh, yeah, she just wants to see me be a good presenter, whatever. No, no. But I actually wanted Steph to come because... She's, she has, um, like all we of choose us. Choose your words wisely. I'm trying to think of how to word, the, word this. Like all of us, we could all improve in our sure. driving. So I figured Steph was in that boat as well and could improve on certain safety things <laughs> on the road. Well, thank you for announcing that to everyone. <laughs> but I, I, I just wanted to talk about this parent night, or it was like, it was 6 a.m. morning class that morning I went. Yeah, in the summer, the um, morning. Yeah, so I I went to it. And just real quick, what the parent night is, is we go to high schools across the state, and it's for all the driver's ed students at that time and their parents. There's strong research of a correlation between parents and their and their teens that strong stats that their safety will go up in many different ways. So anyways, that's what that is. Yeah, and so at this class, it was interesting because within about five minutes, I realized that the reason that you wanted me there wasn't because to see you present but because you wanted and I just thought it was the people that you love in your life you wanted them to hear the message well, but and I, I guess I was invited, like, and I have invited other people but <laughs> yeah. not everybody took me up on that bait there so it's such a great reminder that that when we are driving and we get behind the wheel that that is a dangerous thing and you don't think about it you're like oh I'm going to the grocery uh, yeah, store I'm going to hang out with friends but I think the combination with that, and I had interviewed one of your guys' coworkers, Martine. He had lost his daughter, and she had been speeding. And at the end of his interview, this was for my notable peeps one, he talked about how he was like, he was like, just please don't speed. Don't text while driving. Don't do all these things. He's like, one second, like, might be, you might feel like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But to your family members that are left behind, like, it's huge. And I think that's what we're talking about. You know, like, we've been talking about these stats and, and everything. But, like, when you talk about 273 people that had friends, that they, they were sisters, that they were brothers, that they, you know, like, the siblings, that they had lives, that they had coworkers. And when it's driving or being distracted i mean i left there being so like empowered i was like i'm not gonna marco polo while i drive anymore i'm gonna be she like- also told me that she was swiping on a was it mutual or bubble <laughs> while she was driving <laughs> all my secrets i totally get distracted while driving and i was like i'm recommitting and then what it's been almost three weeks and i found myself this week Marco Poloing while driving again and so i'm glad that we're doing this episode so that i can have this constant reminder to take it seriously because even though it's like, well, it's multitasking, but you you still never know what happens. Thing. Yeah. So take it away. That was just my little no, soapbox. I'm glad that you brought that up. And we really have seen a big impact. Like when we, when we do these parent night presentations, of course, parents will come just very frustrated because it's an hour long presentation. They have to come at six, seven o'clock, whatever the teacher does it at night. And you can tell they're frustrated. Like, why do I have to be here? There's so many other things I could be doing and getting done right now. 
and you can tell by the time they leave, I mean, we will have parents come up. I mean, direct quotes, like you've literally changed my life tonight. Mm-hmm. This was so impactful. Like I want my family to see, I mean, we will get countless feedback sure. after of how much it changes their life. Yeah. And those are, I mean, that's why we, we do what we do. Our jobs can be tough at times. We do meet with families that have lost, you know, family members or friends or daughters or, you know, whoever that may be, somebody that has impacted their lives. And it's so incredible when they come up to you and say, you know what? I didn't put my seatbelt on, but today I will. And we never know if they'll get into a crash and we never know if that seatbelt could have possibly saved their life. No one will really know. But just the fact that we could simply through our words and some, you know, educational tools, we could change their behavior for the better. Yeah. We can change something that is so preventable that we all have done or still do behind the wheel. And it's so easy to change, but then again, it can change someone's life in, like Steph said, in just one second. Can you guys describe that video that you have where it's like this guy and his girlfriend and he doesn't have a seatbelt on? Body to body one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was like one that I was like, oh, sure. dang, like that makes you think. Yeah, that's a really impactful video that we have. And the video was actually created um, internationally. It was from... I from the UK. It was the UK. Yeah. And if you look at The their, UK and Australia are a little bit more yes. uh, gory in their Their, in their public their health PSAs, trends are yeah. fascinating because they and really... They have less fatalities. Yeah, they do. And they really step up the game and they can put a lot more on TV than what would fly here in the US. Um, but it is a video of some teens hopping into a vehicle. There's four individuals in the car... All of them have their seatbelt on. Besides and they're just having person. fun like any yeah. other teens, you know? Any Hop other teens, we see it all the time. Of course, those are the, you know, the people that we talk to and that we, you know, see behind the wheel all the time. And as the four of them are driving, they do get into a crash. And the one individual that does not have his seatbelt on actually flies around the car. And he actually kills the driver and his girlfriend that are in the back seat. And at the end, the paramedic says... And they were buckled up, too, yes, might they I were bu- Yes, thank you. They were buckled up. And at the end, he says something to the effect of um, the driver that did have his seatbelt, or did not have his seatbelt on... Was the one who did the damage. Was the one that did the damage. And that's one of the most impactful videos that we have, even though it was not created by us. It's still you know, alludes to the point People just that, don't think about seatbelts like that. Yeah, and that's kind of kind of what we ask after we watch that video is how many of you have ever thought of seatbelts like that and nobody raises their hand. I never did. Mm-hmm. And I tell them that and I say, I never thought about it like that as well. I put my seatbelt on because I want to be safe. But you would never think that you would have to put your seatbelt on for someone else because anything that is not properly restrained inside that vehicle does become a projectile, including a human. And that's and especially when, a human, especially a human. I mean, they are, you know, quite larger than, a, you know, an average backpack that's sitting on the front seat or whatever that may be. So that is one of my favorite videos. too. Can I tell you, I was actually really upset with Nat after that presentation because we I have been on a, this. I told you about oh, this. That's right, we have been on a road trip to St. George and I was in the backseat and part of the there time I had, of us. I was in passenger, so yeah. driving shoes in the back seat. And part of the time I didn't have my seatbelt on. They were just lounging back there. And part of it I had it like halfway on or whatever. With the shoulder strap. Yeah, it with the shoulder strap. Though. You know what I mean? But, but you were in the front and you didn't, and like Cassie was laying don't on me. You listen to us though. I, but at the same time, I, I just feel like if you would have popped up that video and been like, hey guys, yeah, watch while we're driving. This. Yes. No, yeah. Have <laughs> but, but, but you know, like, I, I know that people don't like being preachy, but I just also, like, after your presentation, I boxed one of my friends and I was like, 
hey, I will not be Marco Poloing you anymore, which it lasted for three weeks. But I was like, and, and I care about you, so please, like, do not be distracted while you drive. And I think that when you approach it in that way of, hey, I care about you guys, and I watched this presentation, or I heard about this, and, like, put on your seatbelts, you know? But and a lot of what we cover, too, it's like people just don't realize it. Yeah. Meaning, I mean, we'll tell people that, oh, hey, I do traffic safety or I present for fatalities. I go, I talk with driver's ed students, whatever. A lot of people just kind of think, oh, cool, like you work with driver's ed students. Like they kind of don't get, like, sure. they kind of just think of it as like simple, safe driving. Like, you know, do this, do that. But no. Parallel parking. Yeah. And, pe- <laughs> and so people actually hear some of these things like your experience and then they're like, oh, wow, like this actually is like, wow. And I think, and it's, again, it's not us; it's the message. Like right. you just don't think about a lot of it. Yeah, and I think driving is such a mundane task that we do. We do it every day. And yeah, we do it every day. People, of course, in Utah say, "Oh, I'm great at it. I can, I can totally do this." But if you really do take a step back, you are trusting every single driver on the road. You are trusting every driver around you. And if you were to ask someone just randomly on the street, how many people in your life do you trust with your life? Many of them would give you a very small number, but yet we hop behind the wheel and we trust everyone around us and we have to. Without even thinking. We're not even thinking, but yet just a quick, quick text or, you know, going, you know, going over the speed limit, whatever that may be, that could be somebody's just quick second. And it has been, and it will continue to be that until people begin to realize I got to be a better driver. And so that's why I, like, even though it is preachy or whatever, especially with the seatbelt thing, I, that's just made me be like, even if I'm on a road trip, I'm going to wear mm-hmm. my seatbelt the right way. And you It's ha- just not worth it. Yeah. And you have made that comment in the presentation about how, like, that it wasn't your dad. He was like, I don't know my seatbelt. I'm a big man. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go anywhere. It's a good you know? excuse we hear. Yeah. Or, or I have it on halfway or whatever, but that, that really seatbelts are built to keep us restricted so and i and i would say the two years because natalie actually and i started the same time in traffic safety so we've kind of kind of grew with this program together and we hear you know excuses we hear these all the time excuses but and i do understand where people could say oh you're preaching you're preaching your message and i totally get that but then again like you said we're really here to help people when we're just so passionate yeah we are because like i said it's like people look at and they're like oh cool you talk about seatbelts but like no you don't understand because you don't see the families that we work with who have lost a daughter or a wife or whatever it is because they weren't wearing their seatbelt or because somebody was texting like we see this true grief that people are going through. I mean, I can't speak for it because I haven't lost somebody in my life, let alone that traumatically. But, like, you see this grief like Martina and these other people go through. And, like, Kylie will vouch for me about this. Like, you, I've never seen anything more heartbreaking in my entire life. Sure. No, any, nothing more raw. Just this hole in their heart that will never be filled. Ever. Well, and you had talked about how you had um, seen this girl at some place where th- that you had seen from these videos, and you're like, "Hey, are you this person?" And I've been years later. Do you want to tell a little bit? Yeah. About so that? one of the stories that we share is a it's a common one from years ago. Her name was Chelsea Hill, and me. I think you do. Do you use her video still, right? Yeah, so Chelsea Hill happened a few years ago, but I think it's still an yeah. It's just story. such an impactful story. They were only going five miles per hour. They weren't that far from home, and she was. Long story short, she was ejected through the sunroof. Her vehicle rolled once. And so Jamie, her best friend, was driving, and I saw Jamie just a few weeks ago. Nothing to do with zero, zero fatalities or work, but I saw her ask somebody. I went up to her, and I said, hey, you know, you're Jamie Dangerfield. And she kind of was taken back on me, and I was just like, you know, I, I work for zero fatalities, and I just I want you to know that I still share your story and Chelsea's story. And she was just really taken back, and she said, you know, I'm sorry that I'm so taken back. It's just it's been eight years, and I am 
barely getting to a place where I can talk about this with people. And I was just kind of like, you know, not taking back myself, but just kind of like, oh my gosh, Phil, and like, I'm so sorry for you right now because she's like that. She's like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't regret that, that I wouldn't go back in a heartbeat and change it. I mean, I see therapy on a regular basis. Like I just, I think about that all the time. And she said, you know, people always say, what's the worst that can happen this is the worst that can happen. And she wasn't wearing, her and that wasn't wearing the seatbelt. And that was huh? her best friend since they were three years old. And so it's like I said, you see these people of all different situations. And I mean, I can't, I can't imagine the pain, the, the just the, the real pain that they go through on a daily basis. It's never going to go away. It gets easier, but it does not go away. Right. And every year, Zero Fatalities teams up with the Utah Department of Health. And we actually share some of these stories of the teens that lost their lives due to a traffic fatality the year prior. And so I would say, hands down, that is the hardest part of our job. Is, is that the book that you get? So we, yeah, yeah, I've so read that book. Memoriam. We, we yes. put them in a booklet and we give them to high schools and businesses throughout the state and the families can do things with them. And we kind of do like a press event and things. But I mean, the book and the events that go with that book, it's just, it's neat to be a part of and to be, just to be a part of their experience, but it is just one of the most saddest experiences my heart will ever see. Yes, every year they get together and they have, like Natalie said, almost a press event, but this one's a private event that all of the families from years prior, we've had the Teen Memoriam for 10 years now, and all of the families prior are welcome to come to this event. And it's really just to share to their grieve story together. and to grieve together. We have um, the Bradley Center. It's an organization for, for teens grief. and families and griefing for grief. And every time that I have gone of course it's just super impactful and it's of course very sad you're hearing these stories but I mean you're seeing you're seeing grown men fathers just break down in utter tears sure and seeing and sharing those stories but the one thing that has always impacted me is every time I've gone and every time it's different they always say this is a group I never want to be a part of they say that it's a club that I don't want to be a part of yeah every time and it is so true and i think and they, they are didn't so, choose it either yes and that's a yeah a club you never want to be in and a club you never choose but then again they always are so grateful for the families that are are grieving together and so it's just such a, a an odd experience to be a part of because you feel so deeply for these families but yet you know that they are grieving with other people and that they have that support family and it's that teen memoriam is just a really impactful part of our job that I think we very greatly love very much. And these families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the families. I don't think these families realize how much they touch some people's sure. lives like our own. Yeah, and I mean, we have made videos in, from the Teen Memoriam book specifically, and there's one you know, story. Yep, her name is Bailey, and I she's in the Teen Memoriam, and I also share her video quite often, and you will literally just see families look at each other. No, that's what the one yeah. I wanted to ask. is. Yeah, can you describe that? Yeah, so Bailey went to Layton High School, and she was with her friend. They wanted to go and get um, a drink before they went back to school. So they were in the crosswalk, and it was a marked crosswalk early in the morning, and a driver was pulling out of the Gold's Gym and parking lot. And they looked. They thought they, that the car had seen them. Yep, yep. So the truck was, you know, pulling out of the parking lot, and they said, oh, we have plenty of time. He can, he can see us. And the driver actually reached over to grab a shaker, like a protein bottle, and did not see them and hit Bailey. 
and we hit both of them the one flew to the side of the road yep side of the road bailey was left in the middle of the road and the second car that was behind the driver that initially hit them actually pulled over but the third car was distracted she was talking to a passenger within her car and she told the police officers that she thought it was laundry in the road and so she actually hit Bailey. So she she wanted to center the laundry, knock She's, over the tires. Sure. So she centered it, and then she actually drove Bailey at about 50 yards down the road. And so Bailey's mom actually shares this story, and every time she shares just that tiny little fact, just the entire room completely changes because everyone's been a pedestrian. Everyone's been in a crosswalk, and yet they won't they weren't doing anything wrong. But just from a driver simply being distracted and a distraction. And two drivers too. Sure. Two drivers. But not only was he, you know, many of us think of a distraction as a cell phone, but he was reaching for something. I mean, we do that all the time. You drop your chapstick, you're changing the radio, you're you're thinking, you're reaching for it. And so just to have it be, you know, two out of three cars distracted, but yet a distraction that is pretty atypical for here in Utah. It was just that story has just always impacted me so much. And every time I meet with her mom, she says, please, from a mother's plea, please tell them to never drive distracted. You have one job and that one job is to drive. Well, and I want to tell you that day that I came to that presentation, I mean, I I put my phone in my bag and I was going on State Street and it's like you know how they have the weird like pedestrian crosswalks on state street that like sometimes you don't really see or whatever well um like i couldn't see that a pedestrian was still walking because i was like the third lane over but because i wasn't driving distracted you could like i could stop but if i would have been driving distracted it would have been very close and it was one of those moments where i was just like Yes, I mean, and even as I talk to you guys about this, I'm like, why am I d- driving distracted again? Like Marco Poloing while driving, well, like, like I said, it just gets so easy. Yeah, and and it's like that one purpose, and and you know, I hear people that they're like, well, I'm I'm really good at driving, like I'm super safe, like I'm totally okay being distracted, but at the same time, like you're saying, it can even be like a thought or whatever. Like we just go in autopilot mode, but. If it's someone else's child. Well, well, that's the thing too. Honestly, I don't know what's worse in terms of meaning if you're the one that's taken, if you're the fatal part of the crash or if you're the one who caused it. Because like we'll work with like Reggie Shaw, for example. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll work with these these people who've caused these fatal crashes and they'll have to come present with us as part of their court order. And to see them tell their story, I mean, that's just as heartbreaking. The fact like they're living with something that they took somebody's life over a text message or something simple like that, right? It's like, it's just heartbreaking to see these people. Yeah. And that's a big point I like to make to our teens too. And Natalie and I have worked with different partnerships throughout the state of Utah. So Unified Police Department, our fire departments, again, the health department, and we do mock crashes. And we actually did a mock crash at Harriman High School. And I think a big part of that is to show these teens that you're not the only one affected or the family of this teen that has died is not the only one affected. You have to think about you know, other families, the driver, or even a passerby that was, you know, a witness to the crash. Or the policeman. The policeman, the EMS, these doctors that have to report to these parents saying, you know what, I am so sorry, but your teen has died in a traffic fatality. Like, There's so many people that are affected by this, but again, it always comes back to, it can be changed. And I mean, another reason we have the program is traffic fatalities are are actually, motor vehicle crashes are the number one killer of teens nationwide. 
Sometimes it'll switch spots with suicide and suicide will be number one, but typically motor vehicle crashes are the leading cause of death nationwide. And that's, that's something we were talking about earlier is these are preventable. It's not like it's a, it's a med, it's a health disease or a chronic illness or something or drugs. I mean, sure. it's traffic fatalities. Like these are right. things something that we do every day that we should be really, really good at. But yet we just get into the mindset that we're even better than we think we are. You guys specialize with teens, but I think that even as adults oh, who are sure. listening oh. to this, it, you can't be like, well, you know, it's for, know the kid, it's for the kids to hear mm-hmm. or like, oh, I don't need to wear my seatbelt. I'm big. I won't move well, anywhere. That's the thing. A lot so of these parents times, will yeah. come and say that. Well, I think I needed this more than my teen. Yeah. Well, and that's always great, too, because then we know that as educators that they're going to actually teach their teens, you know, yeah. what they need to know. And that's the what we so want. That's always we so want great. a conversation. That's yeah. Knowing that it's going to spark the conversation with their teen and whoever right. else that they're going to talk with, like, that's what we want. Anyone that we can impact, we'll take. <laughs> so one of my favorite moments in that presentation was when you said to the parents that your teens are going to drive the way that you drive. Statistically, yes. And they all sort of like, all the kids looked at the parents like, yes. yes. And the parents like that. sort of looked like, ooh, and so... When I don't, I don't remember if this was a driver's ed teacher I was talking to, but the other day somebody I was with was like, well, because here's the funny part is it's like nowadays everybody's on their phone and it's kind of the norm. It's no big deal. But when your three-year-old in the back seat always just sees mom on her phone driving, that's the norm. That shouldn't be the norm. Right. <laughs> and I think that mom needs to be showing right. the kids. This is how we drive safe. We wear sure. seatbelts. I put my phone to the side. Yes. And not only teens, but Natalie and I also have the awesome privilege to go to different events and work with young kids. And we want them to be influencers and we want them to influence every single person, their friends, their family to always, you know, buckle up or, you know, put their phone down and we'll ask them, Hey, do you, do you know someone that you have been in a car with and they are texting and driving or they don't have their seatbelt on? And I mean, they see that they see that they're watching. They will start naming names of people that they know. And it's so sad because they are noticing that and they know that they shouldn't be doing it, but yet they're watching someone do that. And of course, like Natalie says, as you grow old, you're, you're going to mimic your parents or because it's normal. Oh, well, mom does it all the time. It's not a big deal. Mom has her phone out. Nothing has has ever happened. So we're good. Well, and as you were talking about buckling up, I just thought of like the commercial like buckle up it's a law like is it a law in utah it's a primary seatbelt law here in utah and then is texting and driving a law what's the exact law on that so the driver has to be manipulating their cell phone so for example that can be anything not just texting sure i could be sending an email anything that you're doing to manipulate even pulling up maps while you're driving google maps yep okay please put your phone down don't use it bluetooth is not safe either no bluetooth is a loophole sure if you think about it, Bluetooth, you're, you know, thinking about your conversation and you're, you're not, not paying focused attention. on your driving. So oh, look, now there's somebody walking across the street, but sure. you're thinking about what you're fixing for dinner. Wait, but so are, are you guys saying that you both drive in silence? I mean, I have the radio on, but I try and I typically will try and get things set before I'm going. If I have a podcast or something, I will sure. set it before. Set it before. Yeah. I mean, I will change the radio and stuff and I'm not saying I'm a great driver, but I do, I will say that I do put a concerted effort forth to try. And if I am doing something that I am really paying attention, like I'm looking ahead, can't quickly changing that kind of thing. Okay. So not that I'm a perfect driver, but in my, the back of my head where I see these simple stories, I, you see those faces. Yeah, like I see these things. And so if I am going to do something simple like that, no, I'm not perfect. But like I will try and make sure that I'm focusing on what's going on and then quickly doing it or whatever it is. But I think that making those steps beforehand of being like, okay, well, I Let's need to go here on Google's Maps. I need to get the podcast. Sure. And I think people are in such a rush that, oh, I'll do it while I'm It's driving. not worth the five seconds. 
on your way to the vehicle, just pull up your phone, get the podcast ready, hop in your car, plug it in, seatbelt on, you're good to go. It's really not going to save you much time. Have you noticed, Steph, that we also have more semi-trucks on our roads here than any other state? Wait, why do we have more semis? So truthfully, we have a, under Zero Fatalities, we have another program called Truck Smart. And here in Utah, we have more trucks on our roads than any other state, and they are a big problem for teens even. In fact, nearly one in every four vehicles you're driving around is a semi-truck here in Utah, primarily because primarily because of the crossroads I-80 and I-15. We're like a hub out here for these trucks. So that's another – in fact, we actually bring a semi-truck to the high school, have the students hop in. And that's a big one too. That I, Kylie doesn't do as much with Truck Smart, but I love that for the fact not only just the safety but being an advocate for these truck drivers because – these truck drivers get so frustrated out on the road because cars are constantly cutting them off or they're constantly on our phones or doing this or that. And the tr- it's usually our fault when we get in a crash with them. And so, I mean, like I said, we have all sorts of programs. We have the team of Warren. We have Click It or Take It. We have all sorts of things. But that's what we're really trying to do is get to zero fatalities. Sure. And we believe it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I know that one day we can get there. And I never want to have a fatality in my life. And so I'm going to drive that way. And I'm going to drive that, you know, other – I people on the road are relying on me and I have to drive safe for them. I have to drive safe for my family, drive safe for you guys, everyone. So I feel like we could talk forever about this because what is your like last little soapbox to people? So like say... Wait, how long do I have? (laughs) Yeah, right. Do we have another hour? (laughs) But but, okay, so to the people that weren't able to make it to your presentation, to the people that you love, to your family and your friends who maybe they... They haven't listened, but maybe you can send them this podcast and be like, hey, I'm on a podcast, and maybe they'll listen to this. I'll have Kylie go first, but I do want to put the social spill in first. A lot of our videos, most of our videos or stats and things are on our website, as well as our YouTube channel, as well as our Parent Night presentations are posted the high school date and time. So if people do want to come to a Parent Night presentation, I've had people who aren't in drivers. It's not just for drivers. That I mean, like I wasn't saying. in drivers. Yeah, yeah. The that's, what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. So they are listed on our website, as well as our videos, if we created them, our videos and our stats and things like that as well as our team of Moriams are all on the website as well those stories sure, yeah the stories are so so great. if Go people do want to see that they are there and i'll but. link that i would really just say everyone has been affected by a traffic fatality in their life someone knows someone that has died and we all can at least sympathize just a tiny bit of what that family is going through and to work with these families and I just cannot tell you enough that it's just so simple. We can put our phones down. We can watch our speeds. Don't get into the car impaired. Take someone's keys away if so. Please put your seatbelt on. These are just simple behaviors that we can continue to have within our life. And it's something that if you're not doing it, and you should be, that you can change. T- putting your seatbelt on, less than two seconds. Slowing down doesn't save you any time if you're going to speed. So it's really just to... Remember that there's people on the road that rely on you and you're relying on others and you just have to drive safe, not only for yourself, but for your family. You want you want to come home to your family and to do that, you need to drive safe. Kind of adding to Kylie's there, I just think that, you know, a lot of people look at driving as simple and for the most part, it really is. You know what I mean? It's like we said, it's a mundane thing we do every day, but while these are very simple choices, they have very, very um, large consequences. Especially if, like, like what she's saying. I mean, all those things she's mentioned are simple. Seatbelts, not texting and driving, all these things are simple things. But if you choose to not make a simple, good decision, there's a huge consequence that comes with that. And again, like she was saying, not just for you, for your family, for their family, for whatever it is. So I just go back to that. Make the good, simple choices. Put your dang seatbelt on. <laughs> put your dang seatbelt on. I'll say put your damn seatbelt on. <laughs> 
Thank you, Kylie. <laughs> but really, though, that's what it comes down to. Like, get the seatbelt on, get behind the wheel and drive, and just think about what you're doing. It's as simple as that. Drive safe, folks. I was going to say, our big tagline is don't drive stupid. So if you want to add that, or yes. Kylie and I like to say, don't drive stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So we say that a lot, but no, really, just don't drive stupid. Like, that's all it comes down to. That's it. Hashtag buckle up. Well, guys, thanks for sharing those words that you would want to share with your family and friends. And really, I hope that all of you listening, that it makes you think twice about how you're driving. And maybe you're going to take baby steps like me, where I'm like, you know what? The past couple of days, I haven't been doing good. But because of this, I'm reevaluating. Baby steps. Yeah. I'm Just make zero fatalities the goal for you and your family. Yeah. It's baby steps. Baby steps. So thanks for listening, Utah. Make sure to visit utzerofatalities.com. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Wazitech, Utah's premier IT support company. They will help you with any of your IT needs. Go to www.wazitech.com. That's W-A-Z-I-T-E-C-H.com. If you love the beehive state, we're here to tell you why it is great. From Lake Powell up to Bear Lake, our scenery you just can't fake. Our number of counties is 29, all with plenty of places you can dine. This western state is quite the hub to learn more. Join with us at the Utah Fan Club. Mm-hmm.